come back nationally syndicated. Price and Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having you on the program, Hassan Persevan. He is a long time on the program. He is uh, an attorney that focuses on labor and employment law, particularly employment law, and uh, love having him on the program. And we've talked a lot on the uh, constantly but really very little happening um, <laughs> family leave policies. Very, very little happening on a federal level, virtually nothing. And today we're going to kind of take a window, a glimpse into things that are happening around the country, but it's on a state level. And so, uh, you know, and I think increasingly in a lot of issues beyond employment, uh, the states just finally get to the point, well, the feds ain't, ever going to do anything, we're going to have to do something, and so that I'm, uh, uh, I'm sure is going to happen more and more. Uh, before we get into that, though, Hassan, always love having you on the program. Real quick, about you and your practice. Sure, yeah. My, my undergrad degree is in HR, and I practice mainly employment law. Uh, I practice on the plaintiff side to the most part, um, which uh, obviously is odd given my, my undergrad degree, and uh, I think since the last time we talked, I, I actually uh, I actually had a jury trial in a in a sexual harassment case and and managed to get a jury verdict of over a hundred thousand dollars for for my clients. Oh well, congratulations! And it's good to see uh, you know some kind of justice in a case like that. That's excellent. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Let's uh, let's do a website real quick before we get into our topic. Sure, sure. It's uh, parsfirm.com. It's P as in Patrick, A-R-Z as in Zebra, F-I-R-M.com. Let's jump right into it. Always glad, as I said, to have you on. And this topic we have really covered often, and I always find it interesting. And frankly, it's an interesting thing. I'm not going to get into that because we've gotten into that before. We will get into it again, knowing the two of us. But there's a lot of innovative legislation that has come out of Congress or it has been produced rather in Congress, but they can't get a consensus to get any of it passed. Very clever ideas, including revenue-neutral ones, but, you know, they're, they've gotten nowhere in, in all these years. So it's put pressure on the states, or the states have taken upon themselves to, uh, to get into this issue of family leave. And, and so what if you set the stage for us with that? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's very, very interesting. I mean, I, I would, I would say we're we're seeing a a, a proliferation of of states, uh, you know, attempting to tackle this issue uh, in various ways. Uh, you know, uh, at the very at the very very kind of beginning of of states att- attacking this issue was the state of California, which enacted a a family leave law back in two thousand two which became effective in 2014. By 2010, only New Jersey had joined California in terms of having a, a, a family family leave uh, law, paid family leave law, let's, let's be clear. And, uh, and really, uh, you know, there, there, there really wasn't much progress. From what I'm seeing on the chart that I'm looking at, it looks like up until 2020, uh, only Rhode Island, New York, and Washington, uh, you know, joined those two states. Um, and, and really, New York and Washington, it seems like their, their laws became effective in 2018 and 2019. But 
over the last few years, there has been, you know, a dramatic, uh, you know, proliferation of state legislatures, uh, you know, attacking uh, this issue. Um, and, and so you've got, uh, you know, since then, you've got the District of Columbia, Massachusetts, Connecticut, uh, Oregon, Colorado, New Hampshire, uh, Maryland, although that law is not effective, it's been enacted, Virginia, uh, Vermont, uh, their law might not be fully effective, and, uh, and Delaware. Um, and and, and a, a lot of these actually are, you know, either are becoming effective in 2023 or, or became effective in 2022. Um, and then even, even kind of more surprisingly, uh, uh, you've got even some southern states that are doing it their way, a, a little bit of a more uh, you know conservative way. You've got Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and Florida who have all enacted laws in 2023. But what they're doing is they're they're creating an insurance market so that if you if you want paid family leave insurance, you can you can buy it uh, or, you know, your employer can provide it uh, in the in the marketplace or or uh, agree to pay for part of it. Right. And then and then you can you can get it that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which already existed, though. Right. I mean, it's, I, I guess the different na- difference now states have made it more seamless. But those policies existed before the policies. Oh, let me rephrase that. Those policies as insurance existed <laughs> before the public policy was generated, right? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I mean, obviously, with you know, when I think of the Family Medical Leave Act, right there, there are there are there are two provisions, right? There's a self care provision, right? And obviously, you can buy disability insurance that could likely cover you uh, in the event that you know, you need to take leave to, to care for yourself. But uh, with regard to care of others, like, or, or situations like pregnancy and, uh, uh, you know, uh, not pregnancy, but actually having the child and, and uh, you know, bonding with the child and also, uh, you know, caring for uh, eligible uh, family members who would be eligible under the Family Medical Leave Act. I'm not sure if, if an insurance market actually uh, you know, existed in these states, but but it, it's a, it's kind of a you know to me I feel like it's a little bit of I hate to say it uh, you know conservative lip service to the issue because uh, you know I I you know let's say you know I, I, am I going to buy disability insurance and then a separate uh, you know family leave insurance I mean you, you know I I think the market for people who would buy disability insurance is already you know, kind of small enough, and I would think you're you're talking an even narrower uh, subset if there's a product called family, you know, family leave insurance out there. And I don't, I, I honestly don't know if that that was something that was you know could be offered before or not. All I know is that you know the at least I looked at the Texas law, and it looks like the the insurance commission has been instructed to, you know, put in some regulations regarding, regarding uh, provision of that type of interest. Interesting. And, and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be uh, 
managed or created or generated through private companies. It's not going to be done by the government. Right, right. Yeah, no. And yeah, all of those, you know, so you have two, two different species of programs, right? You have, you have programs that are, that are social insurance programs that really, uh, you know, are the money is collected from either payroll taxes or unemployment uh, uh, monies or whatever else. And, and so that's the blue states are increasingly following that model. And if you look kind of the more purple states, it seems like they've had, they've chosen uh, the, uh, I'm not, not the purple states, sorry, the, the red states for the most part. And even some of the more purple states, they've chosen this uh, insurer model, you know, to kind of make, make paid family leave potentially a benefit that is available to employees. But I, uh, again, I doubt there'll be uptake. And, and I really wonder from an employer perspective, you know, if, you, if you're going to offer it, right, uh, I, I guess the only reason to offer it strategically as an insurance would be so that the employee would be obligated to pick up part of the tab, right? So, um, that's, yeah, that's I don't know. To me, to me, it's setting up the employer or creating a culture in which it's okay for employees to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they want to convey that message. To be perfectly honest with you, knowing a lot of employers, I, I you know, and I think your skepticism around it is is pretty healthy, uh, particularly based on the states that you uh, mentioned. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does it does seem to be it does seem to be uh, some degree of lip service to the issue to say we've we've done something, but but. Uh, but realistically, uh, will that even impact, you know, 1% of the population uh, of the state? Probably, probably not. I, you know, and, and, and I guess the, the interesting thing with regard to insurance, right, is, is that the company could set the, set the parameters too, right? So, for example, you know, you could, you could, theoretically speaking, right, you could just have your employees buy, buy insurance for, for uh, you know, birth of a child, you know, situations, right? Uh, for for pregnancy situations or um, or things of that sort. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting, kind of, to uh, how how that could all potentially work. And the only I, I was just thinking to myself as I was reading this, you know, and if you're a company and let's say you want to provide uh, a benefit to your employees of uh, 12 weeks of, you know, 12 weeks of paid leave for pregnancy, which a lot of the, you know, the bigger Fortune 500 companies are doing these days, right? Um, then, you know, you're you're just going to pay, you know, out of your payroll that 12 weeks. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, you know, if you want to pay 12 weeks through an insurance company right there's going to be administration costs so let's say it's going to cost you 15 16 weeks of pay to do it so so the only way it makes sense to to bring an insurance company into the fold in my view is if if you're going to say hey employee we're we're, we're offering this but you have to pay you know 50 percent of the premiums right and, 
So, Hassam, I got five minutes before the next segment finish, and so I got to let you go in a couple. And one important question I know the listener is going to ask as soon as we end the segment is, uh, real quickly, what do the more liberal states, more progressive states, look like in terms of their benefits in the case of, uh, say, like California and New Jersey? And literally, you got about a minute left. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I mean, those those states, in essence, are are taking the money out of out of payroll taxes, and then then it's it, it's like you either get paid through the unemployment system, or you just you just file a claim with the state, to the most part. And then, and then your your benefit is roughly in line with what what unemployment uh, would be. Got it. So it's not quite the same generosity that your normal paycheck would be per se, uh, but it is a consistent amount. And I guess the amount of time would vary. But but uh, what is the general point that you're seeing? Yeah, it seems like to the most part. It seems like looking at this chart, 12 weeks seems to be the uh, uh, you know uh, the level that a lot of the more liberal states place it. Although, like for example, Rhode Island has six weeks, um, and it it seems like the total paid leave available because you can take paid like 12 weeks as parental leave, but there are also other other leaves that are available. So. So the total the total leaves depending on the state seem to range from uh, you know, from 12 to 26 weeks, but it seems like the vast majority are kind of going for 12. Got it, which is a lot, but we could have that conversation at another point too. But yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Thanks for giving us that update. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if other states continue uh, because in fact, the Firefox some really inspiring legislation has happened in the federal level. Uh, not that it's going anywhere, which shocks me. So, Hassan Persevan, always love having you on the show. Parsfirm.com is his website. I am Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business Show. <laughs>